there Comic Clan and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. No, I did not almost forget my opening line there because I'm distracted with stuff. <laughs> I 100% know what I'm talking about. I, of course, am one of your hosts for today, Cross, sitting alongside my partner in crime, Nitro. Nitro, say hi what to up? the lovely people. What up, everybody? And I'm distracted by the fact that Ads, I forgot, has seven kids. Seven kids. I knew it was a lot. I'm like, That's I knew crazy. It was, I knew it was like double God. my kids and I'm like... God bless you. Ads. Ads God like, bless you. Ads, the stud muffin that you are, sir. Like, son. <laughs> like, yeah. I've got three kids and, like, I am, like, done. How you've got seven kids that are still walking, I have no clue. Like, I... Yeah. Congratulations, You're sir. You're a beast. You are, man. You're an absolute beast, Ads. Love you to bits, brother. But welcome on in to our podcast for today. We are going to be talking about some of the summer shows because literally, like, so many shows happened this summer. Dude. And we've just like not had the chance to actually sit down and talk about some of them. Um, so we're kind of going to just go through them. We're not going to go do in-depth reviews because I kind of want to get these out the road. I don't want to like push off like our whole like end of August, start of September schedule. Yeah. Being talking about all the shows we missed and just put ourselves deeper in a hole with other stuff because other stuff's going to happen if we do that. Oh, yeah. I know it is, and I'm like, it's it's not worth it. At this point, like, so I just want to do a little roundup of stuff to kind of give our thoughts on it because we had big shows because we had uh, Miss Marvel dropped, mm -hmm. um, Stranger Things dropped, yep. The Boys season three dropped, yep. Um, and then I completely forgot, even in like advertising for today, it wasn't until like I sat down today and went, Oh crap, Obi Wan Kenobi was a thing that happened, like, it came, came in freaking May, and I'm like, That's just yep. totally, that started in May, just totally just did not fit in. Because yeah. we had so much other stuff we had to fit in during during July. There was as a well, ton of stuff that happened. As well as July. the fact of like we had a bunch of days off as well, which is rare for us. Like us taking days off, like especially myself. I, like me yeah. taking a day off just doesn't happen. I was about to say I have no problem with it. Oh, you have no problem with it. I'm a I'm in the ADHD camp of like where it's hard for me to focus on something except when I get very passionate about it. Yeah. And then I hyper focus. And this is my baby, Congress in the Cross is like my baby that I like hyper focus on and like I, I yeah. need to stop myself. Yeah. Like literally like I just I need to force myself to not do it. It's like but there's so many facets of it. So taking a Sunday of the podcast off is like hard for me. Why don't you pump the brakes there, bud? I know. No, absolutely I do. I completely do. And I do need to pump oh, the brakes. Just a side note, if if any of you have Windows and you've recently updated, check your audio settings because they're probably destroyed. Guess when we figured that out? After I hit the go live button. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out. Well, I didn't figure it out until today what the issue was on Thursday because it reset all my settings. In oh, the and of yeah. course, I've not used any of my audio stuff since like Tuesday night because that's the last day I stream. I've not streamed since Tuesday, so it all reset and I had no idea. Yeah. So I came in here for our pre-show. Like We came on live for the pre-show than usual. Um, so I was already going live just for music playing. Nitro came on, couldn't hear him. My, my audio stuff had went off, my mic wasn't tuned in right. And then we started chatting and I realised my mic wasn't moving on stream elements. And I'm like, oh, that's right, the mic's reset here as well. I need to put it to my freaking... It's only been set to the snowball for two years. It's know, only been right? set on this mic for two years and like we're going to reset everything. Like, thanks. Um, but yeah, we are... We're hyped to just talk and hang out today. This is a very going to be another very chill stream. Yeah. Kind of like the one we did uh, a few weeks ago. What was it? What did we talk about? That was even um, Yeah, it was like last week's stream. We were very chilled out as well. We then. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, just because like we've had so much stuff on, and then it's like you get to shows like this, where it's like ah, I need to chill out. 
Uh, yeah, after I, the podcast, I'm going to watch episode eight of Lock and Key. I have not seen the new, the latest season of Lock and Key. I don't have Netflix anymore. Did you get rid of it? Oh yeah, we got rid of it months ago. I'm not willing to pay. We got Netflix officially. Like we'd had Hannah had it before, but um, we officially got Netflix on uh, when I moved to the states, so like 2014. Mm-hmm. So that's eight years ago. Okay. That's eight years ago. Um, this. Uh, Eight years ago, yesterday actually, it was the eight year anniversary it was yesterday that I moved to the States. Nice. Um, so we got it when I moved to the States. In those eight years, it had doubled in price. Yeah. They went up to 20 bucks a month, and I'm like... That's crazy, man. Which, I'm not against like companies like rising in price and stuff like that, and 20 bucks is still fairly... Thanks for that, Lurky LG. Appreciate you, brother. Um, I'm not against companies raising prices. My problem is that it's raised to double the price. It was 10 bucks a month when there wasn't competition. There wasn't HBO Max, there wasn't Disney Plus, there wasn't Hulu, there wasn't um, Amazon Prime. Like, well, there was Prime, but you know what I mean. Like, there yeah. wasn't this mass amount of streaming competitors. Netflix was the, was it? It was like Netflix and Chill came because it was the only one to do. Yeah. But in those eight years, <clears throat> so many other streaming stuff has came out that I'm like, Netflix, you are not putting out good enough content. Yeah. To justify me paying twenty bucks a month. Which one do you watch? Do you would you say that you watch the most? It might. I guess it changes depending it, on. It depends what's going on. I would say like Disney Plus was a definite for us. Between like Marvel content, Star Wars content, all that sort of stuff that I do, just personally as well as for the job now. Yeah. Um, all the Disney stuff in that, the Jay enjoys as well as for the kids as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the greatest shows of all time, which season three just dropped off, Bluey. I am a bluey dad. I that show's way better than it has any right to be for for a show for kids. One hundred percent. I've never seen that before. You need to watch it. I, Isaac from Infinity Bros will back me up. By the way, the show's phenomenal. All right. Like the dad of the show, Bandit, is like one hundred percent like the dad we all aspire to be and will never ever attain. Like one hundred percent. Check it out. Season three just dropped in Disney. But oh, like, I think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that one. But like Disney Plus is like I'd, I forever go to. Apart from yeah. that, it depends what night I'm on. As it switches between Prime Video and HBO Max. <laughs> Something just happened outside my door, uh-huh. and you know what? I'm on stream, so that's Jay's responsibility. <laughs> so I'm just until I get yelled on, I am going to sit here. Um, but um, yeah, so like probably HBO Max and Prime are probably the next two. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, there wasn't that much on Netflix I was watching. Netflix was the point of there was a few shows that would come out every so often. I feel like I feel like for me, uh, there's a few like original pieces that I love on Netflix. Like their Love, Death, and Robots, I think is so so cool. It's a it's like a cool like um I've heard of it, I've never watched series. I've never Dude, watched the Love Death and Robots stuff. Really I've cool. heard about it though, but I thought Black Mirror, at least the first couple seasons was awesome, Stranger Things is awesome, but I think mm. overall for the most part, I think their content is okay. For like think, for the price that they're charging, the content is not on that level. I think what I find myself uh, searching Netflix for is like the deep cut movies that oh crap, I forgot about that movie. And they have it. Yes, let's watch yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, it's like Malet Sandman saying as well, Sandman just dropped on Netflix and I'm like, I really want to see it and like but like see you watch stuff like that, I'm not gonna lie, like I could literally go on YouTube and watch reactors reacting to stuff like 
Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy and Sandman yeah. and the stuff I want to see. There's like a ton of YouTube reactors that react to stuff, mm-hmm. and I can get the gist of the show. Yeah, that like Netflix is just, it's just like not worth that. Yeah, well, I think. Okay, hold on a sec. Can right. you ramble and chat with him a second? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Second, yeah, yeah. So I think for me, like I said, so for Netflix, it's it's one of those, you know, a, a, it's a deep cut movie. I forgot that they had this or, you know, there, there's a couple original series that I really liked from them. Um, but I think for me, for the most part, I probably I, I watch a lot of Hulu and a lot of Disney Plus. I think the least one that I watch is probably Amazon Prime. Uh, but I have HBO Max as well. What's up, Locke? How you doing, man? Cross is attending to the little one in the in the background. I think uh, I think the little man fell down the stairs, so we're gonna make sure that he's good. And I'm just rambling, trying to fill the the dead air in the meantime. We're talking about streaming services, Locke, and which one's your favorite? Which ones you watch the most? Because we're gonna be talking about some shows. I mean, other than the boys and maybe a movie here or there, I don't. I really don't watch Prime all that much. My wife and I are huge are huge um master chef fans so I, I love watching hulu what's up space hawk thank you for the sub my friend you're a beast 19 months absolute beast yeah i think Callan's okay he was just a little he was just a little upset um netflix i watch mostly for the random shows every now and again but also for their animated stuff hey oddly. sorry about that bro all good man we're just talking about netflix um, a favorite probably Netflix most watched definitely Hulu yeah yeah I, I definitely watch Hulu a lot like Hulu became yeah, a kind of go, became a go to for Hannah and I like Hannah and I like do enjoy like kind of trash TV stuff yeah I was gonna say I feel like Hulu is the, and I like I miss I miss regular TV but I get some of the shows that I would have yeah watched. that's like the kind of trash TV stuff like we like to sit and like complain about stuff like that um, oh yeah but oh, even yeah. even then though like I found stuff on Prime that will do you know that. We kind of watch. We're, like... we're huge MasterChef fans, so we watch MasterChef. Oh yeah, we MasterChef's a big one. the crap out of that show. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulu's Hulu's got a lot of good stuff. Hulu doesn't get credit for the good stuff it's got on there. It's, it's a it's a fairly stuff. decent like streaming service. Yeah, and they've um, recently changed their UI. It looks slightly Netflix-ish. I might as well. Like Net- yeah. the thing is as well, like Netflix is losing subscribers to their stuff, oh, and yeah. they're they're not doing enough to keep people when you're competing with some of these other like stuff that's out there it's insane and uh spacehawk says or we got a lot in chat um yes you know let me see i only watch prime for vikings vikings is a sweet show i have really? not watched vikings that's on sweet. my list that i need to sit down and actually check, check out along with like the 50 billion other shows i've not watched like i always do that though i'm just like i'm going to sit and watch these shows and get into them and i sit, end up sitting watching youtube <laughs> like I, i'm one of those people you know the Wheel of Time. That's interesting because I have the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time book, and I've, I've been meaning, I've I've been heard meaning to read it for a really long it. time. I've heard people so talking big. about it, but it's I've like never... that big. I'm like, oh man, I can't. It's just starting it. Right? Maybe we need to start yeah. some of these shows. Maybe we need to start binging through some of this stuff and talking about them in the podcast to kind of like yeah, get yeah. us into some of this stuff because because there's, there's a ton of great shows out there like that, which are like completely new reactions for us, you know. Well, hell, maybe that's what we can do for like more of our content on Kofi for people that subscribe over there. Is like we'll start reacting to some of these shows because yeah. you know there's a bunch of them I've not seen. There's a couple of Brooklyn Nine Nine comments in the chat. I've actually never. Oh, seen Oh, I'm them. not getting into that conversation again. I played freaking CFEs with like Spacehawk and Locke, and I got lost. The two of them went off on a Brooklyn Nine Nine rant, uh, but I was not 
capable of being a part of? Lock, I meant the first one. <laughs> I know there's like 400 books. I'm just talking about the first one. I forgot what it's called. Hold on. Oh dear. Here we go again. <laughs> what is going on with your sofa, dude? Wait. There you go, you got a nice... This one. Dude. Eye of the world. Dude, shoot, save those ass shots for premium content. We need People need to pay for <laughs> stuff like that, man. Come on. Hey, you, you can screenshot it if you really want. Like, really come on, man. We're trying to run a business here. People need to pay for stuff like that. Put that on our Kofi. What? what? I'm, I'm going to say that's like photo shoot with Nitro on the Kofi page. There you go. Dude, that's hilarious. Fix that with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm going to have to because you're not going to stop pestering me. Now. I'm still trying to get through Bob's Burgers for the last pestering you gave me. Which, by the way, season one of Bob's Burgers is like so hard to slog through. I'm getting told. I'm told kind of like M Clone Wars. It's better once you get past that. And I'm like, that's why another do, show I haven't seen. It's like, why do all these shows? Something made noise. I think everything's still plugged in. Okay. <laughs> why did I go to Nitro's OnlyFans page by mistake? That wasn't a mistake, Malik. That wasn't a mistake. It's never a mistake. It's never a mistake to come here. You're all, everyone is here is meant to be. Alright, let's get into some actual stuff. If we have rambling like something awful, yeah. this is a, such a chill out stream. Butt shots and OnlyFans, here we go. Let's do what it. We're talking about that's the normal stuff for us. <laughs> um, but first of all, let me do a couple of little announcements before we delve into the shows for today. First of all, very excited to announce it. And I'm, I've been working my ass off and I saw I'm proud. So putting in our YouTube links, and that's right, I said links. We have multiple YouTube channels now. Um, because I decided let's finally do it, let's finally play the YouTube algorithm game because having multiple different types of content um, messes up the YouTube algorithm, messes up you get noticed and different stuff like that so a lot of people use multiple channels so I decided it's finally... it be easy, right? I know, it's like it's a one brand so heaven forbid you put in everything you do on one channel but um, so I decided to make multiple channels the channels are all technically live uh, the gaming channel and the Let the Good Times Roll or D&D channel do not have any content at the moment. Um, the Art of the Heroes channel for YouTube is live and has all the content on it. Um, it's dropping a few episodes each day just to kind of renew it into YouTube's algorithm and that up to the most recent stuff is there so that will be dropping across the next few days. Um, it's not if the stuff's not already up there. Um, I'm in the process of taking down the gaming content from our main channel to put up on the Comics and the Cross Gaming um, and get the stuff up there for that. That's going to take a lot longer to do, obviously. Um, all our podcasts and the videos um, that we do for this will go up as usual on our main channel. And then, of course, we've got the Let the Good Times Roll channel for when we start our D&D streams in September 1st. That will be going up. Um, as its own unique thing as well as that will also be getting um, an audio version as well I don't want to get you guys in trouble <laughs> you know I actually say the words are all the fans you can get in trouble for even saying it supposedly no, it's alright no, I've, I've, I've literally I follow streamers who literally have exclamation mark only fans as they're freaking on their things and stuff like that um, there's like jokes like you put it up and it tells you to stop being horny but it's like they'll we're, we're not exactly worried about it. It's like if it becomes yeah. an issue, we'll let you guys know. I was gonna it. say I, I don't ever think I didn't ever think that that w we would ever say that word on one of our streams or that it would ever come out in one of our streams. But you know, I was surprised it took this long to be completely honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so please go and follow all those YouTube channels. You will get the continued content you get from us loaded up onto YouTube just across different places. And um, speaking of, let the good times roll. That of course is our D and D stream, which we have an official start date for on September first. Yep. 
It's just a general info statement. <laughs> leave it to me, yeah. Leave it to Mallet to be the one that gets us banned. Uh, but let me throw us up here. Let the good times roll. Uh, we are going to be doing an old school module that our DM, Mr. Tom Levine, wanted to do. The Keep on the Borderlands. Um, this is apparently an old school one that is a favourite amongst people. A lot of people played it back in the 80s when it came out apparently. So it should be a good one for us to kind of kick off on. Um, he has modernised it for um, the 5e model because obviously it was a different edition when it initially came out. Um, he's saying he... some pretty, pretty disturbing stuff to us in the private chat. He's ready to kill us. He's ready to murder us. He is like full down ready to get out of the whole like complete you know party death. Um, so if you know the stuff for like the keeping the borderlands, please don't um, give any spoilers. We have, don't know this. We're brand new to this. Um, but there you can also see not only our DM, but you can also see our party. We are starting off with four of us. It will be Nitro, which I would, I'm going to point it out right now. I asked for another photo, hey and man, he said, I'm, "I'm proud. I am proud." And he of said, that. "No, just use that one." So like the fact that that is the image getting used to advertise him on the D and D stream is completely on him. I'm just saying. I, mean, I don't know if you can see it, but that's that is a full grown man, Fu Manchu, in that picture. So. Oh yes, Sorry. it is. Your brightness is doing some weird stuff. I know, man. It keeps it keeps resetting, uh, and it's starting to piss me off. Of course, as well, you're going to have myself. I am, of course, part of the party. Jay, who you'll know from our Monday night streams, is there, and Mrs. Nitro, or Token Asian, as she's now going by, um, who you may have seen during our twelve-hour stream, or if you're checking out the My Cup of Tea content that the ladies are putting on, um, she is helping out over there. She is going to be part of it as well. We are starting off with just the four of us. I know we have had a lot of interest. Yeah, let me come back to her podcast scene for that there we go i know we have had a lot of interest a lot of interest for this people yep. are like desperate to play i did not think we were going to get this many people wanting to play dungeons and dragons with us i will be honest we weren't prepared <laughs> we are just we're not ready we are just little D noobs that have no idea what we're doing with this that are trying to have a fun time and everybody wanted to get involved so we are going to play another session. We are starting with the four of us. There is a potential for more people to join this campaign once we get more simple with it. That is not a guarantee. But where this one ends, we do not know what's going to happen next. We may do other campaigns using the same characters and add people to it. We may just decide to take a little break from these characters and jump into new characters and start afresh and get a whole new bunch of people in to play with us. We don't know, but we have got a note. Nitro has a note of all your names. He's heading up our D&D &D stuff, so if you want to get involved in it, talk to him. Um, but he has a list of all the names of everybody that wants to play with us, that wants to get involved. So 100%. So if you do want to get involved, please just know we are aware. If you've told us, we are aware. We've got your names. If not, give it to Nitro. Yep. There's no way we're going to get everybody involved, even in the next campaign, if we start fresh with like six or even eight people playing, including just the two of us with people, there's no way we're getting everybody involved. So this is going to take some time to get everybody into the campaigns, but we want to give the opportunity for everyone to get involved. There you go, Mallet wants to get on that list as All well. Right, I got you back, got yeah. you back Mallet. So Mallet just hit up Nitro, he'll put your name down if there's any specifics, hit him up on Discord. I had a uh, just just a heads up to everybody. I do have a pinned comment in our D and D hyphen stream uh, under in our Discord um, with everybody's name tagged who offered to be either a DM or actually just play. So I'll add you there now. But um, again, anybody who is interested in playing uh, for a future campaign after this one, uh, please reach out to me. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean that's part of the reason for doing it. We want to do this because it's a lot of fun, but we also want to do it because we wouldn't want to do something else to hang out with the community. And apparently, there's an ask for it for D and D. And of course, as well, I love the fact that we're starting this in September first. I just have to say this because <laughs> I mentioned it to you this week. We decided Thursday nights that would be a great night for us. The idiots that we are <laughs> didn't realize that you know you know there's a there's a D and D campaign group out there. You know you may have heard of them. Just a really small one. You know, really, critical really critical role. You know, they're only like, like you know the biggest D and D group. This stream with like vo- famous voice actors that are like well known throughout the D and D community, who literally have made homebrew content that has been transferred into the game at points. You know, just just a small group that they they they, they stream on Thursday nights. Um, they, they they do their show on Thursday night so much so that the opening song for campaign 3 is literally called It's Thursday Night <laughs> we did it on purpose we're trying to compete with them and I literally just said, said that to you like I don't think we thought this through <laughs> if we're trying to get the D&D community this might not have been the best move for us but you know what we're, we're in this now we're going for it you know the little yappy chihuahua trying to take out the doberman here you know <laughs> but you know it's going to be a lot of fun take him down. It? it's just it's our, it's, it's our typical luck it really is that's what that is dude I gotta finalise the, the layout of the stream I'll probably work on it this week yeah also as well my light's doing weird stuff behind me <laughs> also as well it's like um, are we doing like maps up on stream or anything like that and like I don't know I gotta ask I gotta ask Tom because I'm I'm sure with a module this old, there's got to be some sort of map. That we oh yeah, use. and it's like in like the stuff that I sent you as well for like I think it's like Roll Twenty and stuff. You can pull up like maps and stuff and different things yeah. and put it on screen. And I think if we could do that, I'd want to do something like that just because it makes it a bit more interactive for people. So he's probably thought about this stuff. Like I've I've kept myself at the loop in this stuff on purpose. So. Okay. Isn't yeah, the critical role guy the ones right that are now. behind the Fox Machina animated series too? Yeah, that's them. I mean, they only have like their actual animated series on Prime, based on their first campaign characters. You know, it's like, just a small, just a little, little just small, a small group. group you know, not, not not nothing major. Doesn't um, seem like they really know what they're doing. So, all right. I'm trying to actually talking about shows just before we do that. Make sure to go and check out uh, our sponsored or. Just crit, not crits. Come across, you know what you're doing. And go and check out only crits for all your D and D needs for dice and dice rolling stuff. Any sort of accessories for your D and D dice. They are, of course, and we're ambassadors for them as well as BCW, where you get all your collectibles for any comics, books, uh, getting bags, boards, and long boxes, anything like that. That is the place to go. So please go and check them out. Um. Yeah, that's okay. We know who wins between David and Goliath. Absolutely, that's it, Mallet. That's exactly it. That's the mentality we need. <laughs> Goliath is absolutely not just going to stand on our heads. Um, all right, so let's get into talking about some of the big summer shows that we missed because, like, we've not talked about some of these. We have checked them out, so I feel like yeah, let's let's get into a little bit of what we thought of them. All right, which one do you want to hit first? <sighs> We got so we got all right. Let me just list them off. So we got Obi Wan, mm-hmm. got Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. The Boys season four, Stranger Things season four. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, Boys season, season three, three, Stranger Things, Stranger yeah. Things season four, and then I Am Groot. Yeah, super transparent. I am. I didn't even. I totally forgot. I Am Groot came out. Well, I Am Groot. I, I was just. Any of it. I Am Groot. I was just going to throw in here because it's not really a series. It's five shorts. Like they're literally like 
it says five minutes, but if you take out the like a million credits on it, it's like three and a half minute episodes. Mm. Um, they're okay. Yeah, I wasn't honestly like even minutely looking forward. To I saw that show. I did see the Infinity Bros like posting something about it, saying it's like all the amazing CG they put into I Am Groot, and then we get what we get and freaking. Uh, and like in the She-Hulk show, the crap CGI for that. Dude, speaking of, I know I know this is off topic, but you, have you seen the shorts that they're releasing, like the clips from She-Hulk that they're releasing? I seen the one with Tim Roth's voice oh. for the Abomination. Like for some reason, his voices are just normal. He sounds like Korg. Somebody said he sounds like Korg, and I'm like, I can't unhear that. He does. He no, sounds just. But the thing is, it's literally just Tim Roth's voice. That's his voice. That's his normal voice. There's nothing been done. That's just how Tim Roth sounds. I feel like I'm just going to be just continually butthurt through the She-Hulk series. So I need to just lower my expectations like to their like through the floor. I, I have a feeling the show is going to be decent, but there's just yeah. a couple things that I've okay. seen where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I know okay. I'm on top. I'm saving this. We're not going into another She-Hulk <laughs> rant. The show hasn't even dropped and we've done too many rants about that show. Yeah, that's true. Alright, and Malik, yeah, the, the fast forwards are kind of funny. At the start of the Iron Groot shorts, like the Marvel logo starts up and you see a remote coming up and like, fast forwarding. And then it gets to the Marvel Studios logo and it's Groot's face comes up and it like walks forward and knocks the camera down. It's cute, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I didn't expect from the I Am Groot shorts that Groot is fairly like homicidal and genocidal. Mm. Like his, his thought to stuff is like murder it. <laughs> whether on purpose or by accident like I thought he'd like committed genocide in this group of tiny little creatures that he finds like in the first yeah. one I watched thankfully they seem to have survived second one is a mutating thing that changes its shape mm. he has a dance off with it and then like lures it into the freaking the the docking thing on the outside of the ship and opens the door and launches it into space Dang. and I'm like you're a murderous little so and so <laughs> I mean that's it Malik they were, they, they were cute little things they were daft little things there was nothing to them and I'm like yeah I guess I'm just kind of like turned off with that stuff a little bit now because I'm seeing that and I'm like <sighs> and I'm like I just I'm waiting for Marvel stuff to wow me again and I'm like it yeah. just it, it felt like phase 4 reoccurring I know it was meant I know it's short I know it's for kids mostly I know it's to capitalise because it's the baby Groot stuff it's not even teenage Groot you know yeah uh, I get Which, it. We're, we're past baby group, like by like years, right? Yeah, like what was it? Teen group came was, at the end of like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. At the end yeah. of that, the end credit of that, we had teen group. So, yeah. but it's them trying to capitalize on that stuff again. I get it, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, when sentient trees get angry, they get angry. Yeah, and group gets angry. By the way, that little thing like is very suicidal. Even when it's another tree, like he tries to go for it. Yeah, and that's it, Mal. It, it just it feels completely like a money grab thing because like we're well past that. We're on Teen Groot, so like of course, you know. But honestly, it was great intro for my girls to the MCU. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the thing, Space Hawk. Is like I feel like it's very much a, like it's very much a younger demographic kind of like, grabbing them in with the baby Groot stuff. You know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's what it feels like to me. But like for me, who's like a. a curmudgeon old man watching the MCU and complain, spent a whole episode complaining about Phase 4 oh, yeah. I'm like I'm I think if I was in a better mood with Phase 4 I wouldn't have minded it as much it would have felt like just a stupid little off turn 
but like I'm really getting worn down with the the Marvel stuff at the minute. I'm waiting for yeah. the stuff to like start really oomphing and hitting again. Yeah, but I, that I, that I really, might just be. I really me. have a feeling it'll. I, I really have a feeling it'll pick up Black Panther, but you know. Whatever. Yeah, and and that's it. I don't want to come across like I can imagine like oh just stupid stuff. You shouldn't do stuff for it. Like Marvel's trying to do everything for everybody at the moment, so it makes sense. Yeah. To be doing stuff like that, I don't begrudge them doing it. It definitely wasn't for me. Like it's it was cute and it was daft for a couple of little shorts and like I think that's the thing it's like for it being shorts it works yeah you know for what it is but but anyway there wasn't much to that so I just I wanted to mention it since I just kind of like watched them recently and I'm like oh let me scroll to mention these because there's not going to be a full episode dedicated to them no chance yeah um, but what do you want to start because we've got four kind of major shows here to alright let's uh, I mean let's just go down the line let's start with Obi-Wan Obi Wan. Oh, you mean the one I forgot about? <laughs> Literally. Well, it'll, be, it'll be quick then. It'll be quick. Literally forgot Obi-Wan existed. I was trying to think of shows that we were going to talk about that we hadn't covered in the show. I was posting it on social media and literally until today, literally until today, I forgot Obi-Wan had been a thing. It came out, like, it was one of the first ones that came out though, right? Yeah, it dropped in May. It was like end of May, the first episode dropped. Yeah. Obi-Wan was such a letdown. Yeah. Do 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 expand, Seal. We would love to hear everybody's thoughts on it. Oh, there you go. So Mal- Obi Wan was such Obi-Wan. a letdown. Obi Wan was great. So you know. So what did you think? What were your thoughts? On- High level. You don't have to get into super detail or anything. Yeah. Well, that's it. We're not going to go. This is not going to be super in depth reviews on these because we've got four shows to talk about, and it's definitely not the best of the shows. Regardless of what you thought about it, there's no way it counts as the best. It's like no. It, it's third or fourth on the list. Of these four shows easily, uh, Space Hawk saying he loved it as well. The only way to start off will be one is hello there. <laughs> oh, I love the division in chat. Yeah, I love it. The third sister's writing and story arc was trash. Seal's kind of hitting it in the nail for me. See the stuff we got with Obi Wan. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I I liked it. I I. I'm okay about finding out about his story of after episode three, seeing where he is. I I I get totally where he is. He's completely pulled away from being a Jedi. Like at this point, he's buried his lightsaber. He's hidden away. He's checking in on Luke, but at the same time, like he really doesn't want to be involved. He gets dragged back in because there's a threat against um, young Leia, and so he goes for her. Which young Leia, I thought she was good. I thought she did a great job. I, I enjoyed the story. You know, it was yeah. a. Right. You know. I, 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 for what it was, like I didn't think it was like I could have enjoyed that for the sh- for the show if it'd been Obi Wan yeah. and her. I'm like, okay, this works. Even the Inquisitors chasing them works because it's them hunting down Jedi. That's what happened in this era. Mm-hmm. My major problem with this show, and the thing that kind of put me off a lot of it, is that it wasn't an Obi Wan show. Mm. He was a side character. He was like the third or fourth most important character in his own show. Yeah, this was a third sister show. Yeah, this was all about her, and I'm not saying anything against the actress. There was a lot of hate she got because how dare a black actress, you know, do something in Star Wars? I'm like, I'm not agreeing with that. That whole tirade that people went on. I'm like, she's a fine actress, absolutely. It was her show though, and she was not an enjoyable character. I would agree. I literally. I can't remember who I asked. It might have been you, or it might have been my wife. I said it to, and I'm like, "Is it possible to have a Mary Sue who's a villain?" 
because you know like the Mary Sue is like the, the, the female heroine who's like untouchable and can do all these amazing things and I'm like there was literally moments in that show I saw her do stuff like the one that springs to mind is when Obi-Wan's hiding with the resistance it's the little street with the towns Darth Vader appears we see the freak out in his face because it's Vader it's the first time of him seeing Vader and realising all the rumours he heard were true Vader is still alive yeah the Inquisitors are walking down the street checking the buildings Obi-Wan's not even in the building anymore he's gone through the hole in the back of it and has ran through there and is going through there and all of a sudden she goes the house here mm-hmm. how how did she know how he's not even in that house anymore he's escaped through it and I'm like how did you know but all these other force sensitive people including Darth Vader who is so much more powerful in the force than you yeah didn't pick up that he was there mm-hmm. this became a weird thing of her hunting Obi-Wan which was like I don't care I'm not watching that for him I'm watching it for the amazing moments that we got with Obi-Wan and Vader the yeah. fights with Obi-Wan and Vader even the flashbacks to like young Anakin when he was still a pad one which they could have done a bit of de-aging on yeah. Hayden Christian said like, like you shouldn't have that many wrinkles if you're still the paddle one. I'm just <laughs> I was, saying I was I'm, thinking the same thing don't I'm get me wrong he looks amazing yeah. for his age he does. he does but no you're definitely not the age you were I'm just saying but but no, like that stuff was amazing. Like the shot of them fighting and the helmet split and him talking to him like you didn't kill Anakin, I did. Yeah. Yes, that stuff was phenomenal. Yeah. But they took a back seat to freaking third sister, who survived getting killed by Vader. Twice. She shows up at the end and goes after Luke for no reason. Like, she got she got stabbed twice. And she she stabbed twice. Yeah, because that's what Vader does. By he Darth Vader. Darth Vader leaves people alive when he walks away. Absolutely, that's what he does. Like, can we bring back Liam Neeson's character, please, Qui Gon? Uh, he got stabbed by Darth Maul, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, was a cool cameo at the end, getting Qui Gon Jin cool. back at the end. I like. I I was hoping for a bit more. I was hoping for him like to appear a few times. Mm-hmm. As Obi Wan kind of started to get the hang of the talk of it, because we got that hinted at the end of Episode Three. So I was kind of hoping for a bit of that, but like overall, like the stuff with Obi Wan and Vader, I thought was phenomenal. I thought it was really good. I thought it was great storytelling. The problem I had was that was it. Yeah. That that was it was a backseat to what we. Chat is like freaking popping off here. I know. Yeah, we know. I'm gonna try and hit some of these sort of because like, people are chatting. No, like crazy. Go, go for it. Uh, we know that Obi Wan has to live as well as Leia. There was so much more they could have done with that story than fleshing out Vader's story. Yeah, they could have done a lot more with it because there wasn't really a threat of like oh, Obi Wan or Leia could die. I'm like, well, they clearly don't. You know, it's mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things with a prequel. You have to be smart with it. Mallet saying, and we got more of Vader being a terrifying villain, like at the end of Rogue One. Yeah, the stuff with Vader, I enjoyed. I thought it was done well. I was worried with Hayden Christensen coming back. Because for some reason there's this amazing love for his like portrayal in the prequels that's coming through now, and I'm like, I don't have an issue with the guy, but his portrayal of Anakin in the prequels is still not good acting. I don't know why. All, I don't know why all of a sudden we're pretending like he was amazing. Like time does make the heart grow fonder, but it's still he's it's still awful. And which tell, know, which tells me as well it was him. no. That's the thing. I think it was the creative team back yeah, then because like yeah. he did amazing in Obi Wan, so I don't think it's him that's the problem. 
Uh, really, that could have been a three-hour movie, and it probably would have been okay. But there wasn't enough to justify a series. Yeah, I feel like that's it. I felt like there was a lot of padding to make this a series. Fifth Brother seemed like a spot filler. Most of the Inquisitors felt like spot fillers. Like you had the Inquisitors there, who were like the Jedi hunters. Like, why are they background characters? Them hunting Obi Wan is a show. You know what I mean? Uh, see the fight between Ben and Annie was just not necessary. Sure, it looked great, but again, they stopped giving those two backstories. Yeah, there wasn't much given to the two of them. You know, yeah, a little bit of third sister would have been okay, but I feel like they shoved her down our throats. It was her story. It was her backstory because the whole thing basically kicks off of like her as like a youngling escaping. Yeah. And then she ends up working for Vader, and it was this whole thing of like, oh, she blames Obi Wan because where were you? And it's like being murdered being hunted by the troopers like you were yeah and then it's like oh no she's not actually mad at him the whole thing's been to like turn it on vader i'm like okay hugh melbrook's song and dance number from history of the world <laughs> yeah if they called it the inquisition it would have been a 20 percent better series yeah like i just that was my thing with it. it was like it was her show and i don't i don't care about her yeah what were your thoughts? I, I know I've yeah. rambled, but what were your thoughts? No, hey man, it's it's all good. I would agree with basically everything you just said. I think the show excelled when it was just Obi Wan and Vader. Uh, I got very strong. Somebody mentioned it earlier, but I got very strong Rogue One Vader at the end of Rogue One vibes yes. from their fighting, which that Rogue One, hands down, my favorite Star Wars film. No it, question it, about it. It's talked a bit more than some of the others, but it's still very underrated for how good Rogue and One it, is. And I get why it's not a lot of people's favorite. I get that, but I mm. I think the the story is awesome. It it it, it basically, it, in my opinion, it enhances and it gives validity to the other stories, like you know, A New Hope, all, all three of the first ones, the the prequels, all that stuff. It gives validity to Vader as a just an absolute monster. It did I what an in, it did what an in between does. It, it helped flesh out what was already there. Yeah. In a way that like embiggened it, like whereas like Han Solo, the you know the Han Solo movie like fell apart. Was it? I didn't feel like it fleshed out anything that was necessary. Mm-hmm. It just it felt like an add-on for the sake of being an add-on. Yeah. And they didn't even know what they were doing with it. Even like the Darth Maul freaking like appearance at the end of that was like, oh, put whoever you want there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like I, it, whereas like Rogue One felt like it was literally set just at like a new hope like this was happening as it happened i mean i feel like if, if you're looking at the other <laughs> disney plus the star wars shows like a, the mandalorian and boba fett i feel like i feel like obi-wan is kind of like boba fett in that yeah it's, it's more in certain part in certain parts it really excels mm-hmm. like it really excels with um you know again when it's just obi-wan and vader when they're when they're together or you know even at the beginning of you know the season when obi-wan is just like a slice of life of obi-wan like he's kind of forsaken not really necessarily forsaken his 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 uh jedi past but kind of in a way he has yeah absolutely. he's kind of he's just trying to do life he, he's like suffering from depression you know he's just like he's trying to exist absolutely and he gets pulled back into that but the whole third sister thing uh, that was the i think to your point that show was put on her shoulders and I don't think I just wasn't a huge fan of her character I guess I just wasn't a huge fan of her character and I don't really think it added a whole lot to the show the character felt very forced yeah like you were forcing me to like go on her journey 
Which, if that was what the show was meant to be, fair enough, but don't try and do that on a show where you've sold me that this is a story about Obi-Wan. You know? Yeah. Space Hulk. Like Fett show, like, when they made that whole episode about Mandalorian, that was... Everybody loved that way more than the, the, the actual Boba Fett show. Well, that's the thing I've got to say, that at least they got right with Obi-Wan. When Obi-Wan was on screen for his show, I was enjoying his bits. Yeah. That's the difference, like, with, with Boba Fett, it was like, I really don't care about Boba Fett, and, like, Mando showed up, I was like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. Space Hawk, absolutely. That Han Solo movie doesn't exist in my head. It's. I will be completely honest. I didn't even finish it. I, I finished it. I, I got just like don't remember it. I got like halfway through and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? This is not even close to worth it. Uh, Solo would have been met okay if they had made it about some random character, and not Han. It's just a space adventure on its own. But being what they, that's it though. It was meant to be about Han Solo, and it just it wasn't a good Han Solo story. Especially if you know the Han Solo origin from the expanded universe books, if you go, if you want to get a good Han Solo story, go read them. They're amazing. Uh, Mando and Boba connect you back to Star Wars universe you grew up with. Also, third sister doesn't appear anywhere else in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Well, that's it. She was made for this, and it's like, and like, I don't care. Yeah. Even what you did with her, you didn't make me want to care about her. You know. So, if you were to rank the Disney Plus shows, what would be your ranking? What, so the, I mean the, the Disney plus Star Wars shows the three the Star Wars shows Just not counting Clone Wars or Rebels or anything I'm just talking about the live action just the three so like Mando, Boba Fett, Obi-Wan yeah this is middle yeah uh, Man Mando's 100% the best like by far Mandalorian <laughs> has been such a phenomenal show and it's not skipped a beat that saved Book of Boba Fett and made the rest of it worth watching was the fact that he was there and I will say this like watching Boba Fett and Mando fight back to back like in the finale that was like phenomenal that was sweet I but, did like the part where um, Boba Fett rode that big uh, I forgot what it was. oh the Rancor yeah at the yeah. end that was sweet that was the, so sweet Boba Fett had some cool moments but overall it was yeah, like yeah. it just it wasn't what I was expecting and then of course it ends with the fact of like I don't think I want to be a crime lord anymore so this Why? so this whole thing was pointless yeah you did all of this to like get this control and then you're like see I didn't I like, like having Mando and Boba Fett I didn't like that I, we had to have Mando and Boba Fett to save I, it I personally did like it because it, in my opinion it saved that show yeah, if see, Mando was not in that show that would have been an, just an, the, uh, I just don't think it would have been a great yeah, show it wasn't I, a great show in the, in, the, in the first place yeah absolutely it, it was Mandalorian season 2.5 felt like it was just gimmicky to try and get creds well, I mean, to the show. That's the thing, Mal. That's what it was doing. Because that I, I don't I feel like that show fell way short of the Mandalorian. I feel like John Favreau didn't want to make the Book of Boba Fett that Disney forced him to make a spin off. So he basically just did whatever they told him to do and then squeezed Mando in to try and save it. Because yeah. it essentially is a Mandalorian show. Mm -hmm. Because like you can't go into Mandalorian season three without watching Book of Boba Fett. Because at the end of season two, like Luke disappears with um, Grogu and then all of a sudden you're going to come into season 3 and like wait he's got a different ship now that he's done up he's got Grogu back he's travelling with him and I'm like mm -hmm. you need to watch Book of Boba Fett to find out what happened there yeah you know yeah. Um, which is an interesting thing for it but yeah I mean I think it's definitely middle of the road for it I think Mandalorian has been this runaway success and it's definitely been a passion project for John Favreau yeah. Overall, the rest of the Star Wars stuff that's coming out, I'm like, it's. I kind of feel like they're in a, a similar boat to Marvel right now. Like, I, I feel like I'm not like excited. Releasing, 
they're releasing a ton of uh, not a ton of content compared to Marvel, but way more than they they they've used to, and it's for the most part it's good or okay, <laughs> you know. Like look at the last three you know movies that were released, like they were like incredibly divisive, incredibly yeah. divisive. It just it can't, they just went downhill until you got to freaking episode nine, which like, which if you enjoyed it, fair enough. But like it was a it was a train wreck of a movie. Overall, like even the plot and the story of it, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then Palpatine's back just because. And if you want to find out how Palpatine survived, you have to read like the the add-on books, the book version of it, because it goes into more detail. And I'm like, you brought back the freaking Emperor. <laughs> After he was definitely one hundred percent dead, and I'm not even going to explain it to me. Like, no, I'm like, all right. Before we get into a whole Star Wars rant, but yeah, you do the same ranking for the shows, though. Yeah, you I would put Mandalorian way in the first. Like, uh, I'm I'm hyped for the next Mandalorian series. I'll be straight up. I, if it wasn't for Mandalorian, I would not have enjoyed Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. I, I love that guy. I forgot his name. The dude who plays uh, Timothy Morrison. Is that He's Timur great. Morrison? He's great as the character. It had some cool moments in it, but for the most part, it was like Meh, I don't. Really, I felt I, like I, I it was. I honestly don't really care. I felt like it know? was boring. Mm, yeah. I felt like there was. A, I felt like the story itself had a great potential. Like Boba Fett taking over Jabba's territory and becoming the head like crime boss there. Mm. That story had potential and a half, and I feel like it just. I just felt like they didn't know where they were going with it. Like even the even the backstory stuff of him with the, like the the Tuscan Raiders and stuff like that, I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, I just overall it felt boring because I don't feel like they didn't have an angle of where they were actually going with it. Yeah, I think the overall feeling that I got was I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care what happened to him or what he's doing right now. All right, so jumping into our um, next shows, what else what we do? We have Miss Marvel, Stranger Things, and The Boys. Let's do Miss Marvel next. Alright, let's do it. But we'll end in the two better shows. The four. I don't know if I have a whole lot of thoughts on this show. Um I, it was it was it wasn't bad, okay? I'm not I'm, I wanna say that up front. It was not a bad show. Uh it was okay. I thought the lead actress was fantastic. She's an she's, she's an amazing actress for her age. She she just turned twenty. Iman Vellani, I believe. Yeah, name. like she she was a phenomenal actress. She did a great job. I felt fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a whole lot of thoughts. I thought the CGI overall was pretty decent. The story was pretty cool. I know they changed a lot of her origin. Um, though there were some episodes where I was just like, "This is dumb," or there were some episodes where I totally forgot to watch, and then I had to catch up. <laughs> oh yeah, in the I, following weeks. I ended up binging the the whole thing at the end like I ended up binging to get through it like I I, I literally watched the first episode and I, I even tweeted out about it and stuff like that and posted on our discord about it that I thought it was a decent like first episode but I didn't feel like it was for me it felt like it was yeah. trying too hard to be the, the young hit sort of thing for me mm-hmm. but again I was watching it very much like I don't know if I'm the target audience for it I feel myself doing that a lot with Marvel now like I'm watching stuff like I feel like we're branching out so far I don't know from the target audience for a lot of it yeah as I binged the show because I you told me some spoilers about it which I wasn't against you telling me I told you to tell me about it Um, when we saw Thor Love and Thunder we talked a little bit about it and like yeah. the whole thing of like that it's like oh she's not an inhuman I'm like okay 
So we're not doing yeah, any humans, fair enough. Like, oh, she's a gin. She's a genie. And I'm like, which technically she still kind of is. Yeah. And it's like, but gin were like, they, they kind of tried to tie it into the multiverse thing, which was like, yeah. okay, so they're from another universe and they're. And then it's like at the very end, it was like, oh no, she's a she's a mutant, and I'm like, okay, so this is how we're introducing mutants somehow from yeah. another dimension, which we kind of saw was coming. I didn't think it'd come through Miss Marvel, yeah, but it makes sense because they're not wanting to push the Inhuman stuff, so they're going to push her as a mutant. Which, let's be honest, if Fox didn't own the X Men in the comics, she would have been a mutant. Yep. My overall, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. I thought it was it's definitely not the worst thing I've watched. Definitely the worst thing I've watched from Marvel, even. Like, I thought it was a decent show. I thought the actors all did an amazing job with it. Um, especially the actress from Miss Marvel. She was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. her in the role. I think she's going to do phenomenal as she keeps going in the MCU. Again, it felt like it didn't quite... Either didn't quite know what it wanted to do, or it didn't have enough time to expand it. Yeah. Like... Because I felt like there was two ongoing storylines, but it was very weird because we had the storyline of the djinns and them trying to get back to their world and trying to get her to use her power to help send them back because her mom had yeah. like the ability or her grandmother or whatever had the ability and it had been passed on and stuff like that and she was the one that was going to be able to pass it back to them open the door get them home all that sort of stuff which it, it felt like some of that started getting a bit complicated but like I yeah. kind of rolled with it because it's you know comic books stuff gets complicated it's fine and um, but we got to the whole thing with the gins, and it felt like all of a sudden it just stopped. Like they opened the portal, and then it was like, and it killed them. Yeah. And it was like okay, so it felt like we were building up to that, but in the background we'd had damage control. Why are they this big government organization hunting people with powers? Even in the MCU, that's not what they were doing. In the comics, damage control are the cleanup crew. Yeah. Who clean up when stuff goes wrong. Like, when superheroes destroy stuff, they're the ones that clean it up. And we even established that in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. That they got the contracts because they were created by Tony Stark to clean up after the fights of, like, Battle in New York and stuff like that yep. the Avengers had. We've established them as that. And then all of a sudden, they're acting like freaking Hydra in the AIM. Yeah. this organisation were hunting people with powers and like oh it might be a racist thing it might not because the right people aren't getting the powers and it's like oh is she talking about the fact because they're Middle Eastern you know she's talking about the fact of like you know like they're Pakistani and it's like are we forced in that a little touch I felt like that was forced a yeah. little bit I would agree but even then it was like that was the whole final thing was like her and like the, the guy that she liked that was part of the gin and his power started coming through and they were trying to take him away and she managed to like calm it down and <clears throat> and it was kind of like but I'm like why is damage control doing any of this yeah you're superhero janitors why are you hunting down people with powers why is that a thing superhero janitors they are superhero. they're the cleanup crew that is literally yeah. what they do like why are Dude, you that, hunting that people that needs to be a shirt damage control superhero janitors <laughs> essentially yeah, it is it's like but no, they're hunting them, and it's like for no reason. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. I feel like they tried to cram too much into what was six episodes. 
Yeah. Because you had the damage control stuff, and then you had the gins, which was the main story. Because the main story also got freaking, like, the whole thing of, like, she went back and she saw what happened to her grandma, and, like... Which, I the, didn't get that. How I the light had, like, directed her and stuff like that, and the fact that these powers were within her, and I thought, it was kind of cool seeing that, um, because it was really interesting getting a little bit of the history, the, the division between Pakistan and India, and what happened mm. with that. Yeah. Which is a really intriguing history, like... And I feel like shows are starting to kind of dive into that as of recently. Yeah. Like I recently watched was it season eleven of Doctor Who, I wanna say, when they went to like an India Pakistan kinda of bit like that in that era. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff then that's starting to come out. And I enjoyed yeah. the focus. I enjoyed the focus on pushing boundaries, like even going to the mosque and getting to meet with the people that they worshipped with and her friend was pushing to try and become like part of the board to change it yeah. up so and get yeah. stuff wrong. All the slice of life stuff like that, I I yeah. actually kind of enjoyed. I actually it was really nice and refreshing. I actually kind of wish the guy that she liked wasn't one of the gin because I kind of liked it. It was just this guy that she liked. It was into the same stuff as her, and yeah, she was like a teenage girl just trying to flirt with him. And I'm like, it was really yeah. sweet. It was really nice. I enjoyed that stuff. Um, and if it had just been the story with the gin, and the whole, and you could have played on the whole slice of life family stuff. Because she was like friends with her grandma and the whole stuff like that, or her great grandma and the whole section with that, and like you could have played on that, but it felt like that was rushed because we had to get through that to get to the damage control stuff. Which why not like save something like that for season two, where like and build that up so like our damage control just doing that in the MCU now? Are they going to show up in freaking She Hulk? You know what I mean? Because they're hunting these kids with powers, and I'm like, well, She Hulk's now going to have a law firm while being a Hulk. You're going to show up at her door. You're too dangerous. Why? Because you're a Hulk. Yeah. Or is this just going to be one of these forgotten about things that was kind of forced in? You know. Yeah, it did. It, it did seem kind of shoehorned into the show a little bit. And even at the end, like again, we're going to go into spoilers here. I'm assuming everybody's seen it, but even at the end, when if you've seen any of these shows, we're going into spoilers. <laughs> by the way, we did give our spoiler thing, but like, there's yeah. four shows to cover, like. We're not going to, like, pull punches on this. We're not doing full reviews of them. It's, you know... Well, like, even at the end when um, that guy that she kind of likes goes, like, basically nuclear and she's trying to contain it all and, like, damage control is there and they're firing on her and stuff like that, even then I was just like, dude, why are they here? Why why is that a thing? Because, like, they just gave up. They were like, oh, okay, she did something good. The last episode turned into Home Alone when they were setting up traps in the school. Yeah, it was was (laughs) so weird. Like what is it? Why is this a thing for damage control? Like, I don't get it. Like, and they got fed up of cleaning up and decided to get the revenge. Apparently, ads. Apparently. Yes, I agree with Mallet, man. I, I think they need to start upping these six episode seasons. This is just it's if they're wanting to tell a long form story, six episodes is is not the way to do it. Or if you are going to stick with six episodes, you need to tighten it up. Tighten up. That's the thing. For six episodes, damage control was not needed. The story with the gin, the story of where our powers come from was a perfect setup to kind of say, okay, this is how we're going to do this. Because we're changing our powers from the elasticity, from being able to grow ourselves and stretch ourselves and all that. Whether it's because we wanted to go this direction with it, whether it's because we didn't want it to be like we Richards, whether it's because we just wanted to change the human story, I don't care. If that's the direction you're going, let's stick to how she got the powers then. If we're setting it up like she's got a mutant gene, and this is part of how he came into this world from the multiverse, it's not the first time we've hinted at stuff like this. Like, I mean, we're setting up Spider-Man's black suit because of the end of um, No Way Home, thanks to Venom leaving a bit of itself behind, you know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're setting up that the multiverse is starting to have an effect on the main world. Mm-hmm. We're setting that up, so I don't mind that being a thing. 
still not sure I'm a fan of the shoehorned in like it's a mutation Dude, how many times are they going to play freaking X-Men? Twice within a couple series? of months that song has played in MCU. If like, you're going to play that, you better pay that off. What was that a scene? What was that a scene? Somebody saying that it's like uh, I think it might be the Infinity Bros again, like talking about like what if um, like X Men '97 ends up being like a back door to get the the mutants into the the MCU, like, and that's what and that's what they're setting up. And I'm like, surprised. Well, the way they keep using the theme song, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. But yeah, so overall thoughts um, on Miss Marvel then, and where does it rank against the other MCU Disney Plus shows? I liked it. I mean, I I think WandaVision for me is still up at the top, um, along with Loki. I liked Moon Knight. I I feel like they botched the ending, but I liked the show overall other than that. Mm -hmm. I feel like Miss Marvel is probably somewhere in the middle for me. Definitely better than What If. Definitely better than Falcon and Winter Soldier, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and definitely better... Well, I don't know. I don't know if I like it better than Hawkeye or not. Because there's some some parts in Hawkeye that I really, really like. Alright, so Hawkeye is very, very slightly above it, and Miss Marvel's right underneath that. Yeah. So, it would, probably it would in the depi- middle, low middle for me. I think there's better bits in Hawkeye, but I think like Miss Marvel's a lot more consistent, at least. So, I would say middle for Miss Marvel as well. I would say yeah. very middle of the road for it. Yeah. Which seems to be what we do all, Which seems to be a really good like thing Uh-oh. to give to them. I think I said a controversial opinion. We got a gasp in chat, which is not... Like, Nitro says a controversial <laughs> opinion on the podcast. Shock horror. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty on the par for me par for the course so i was going to say it's like that's kind of standard at this point for you surely (laughs) (laughs) i've given up i've given up trying to explain better than falcon and winter soldier and what if it's like you're one of those guys that hates firefly or something (laughs) (laughs) all right again you know i'm not it doesn't even matter anymore doesn't matter i don't hate it okay i don't hate it quote nitro avengers avengers is trash level (laughs) <laughs> alright you want to hit the boys or stranger things I love how you just changing the subject now. Like, you're just like I'm getting away from this and not, not even touching it anymore uh, what would you want to go for next because I'm kind of I'm good for both let's do stranger things let's do stranger things man. Really? All right, uh, I want Lucas Till to play Havoc again I'd be fine with that he was a good actor in the role Lucas Till oh yeah that square jaw dude yeah, I'm still for him being the new Barry Allen person. I've seen someone comment that online ages ago, and I'm like, I, I'm okay with that. I think it'd I can be cool. see that. That dude has a jaw that looks like it was cut out of granite. That's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. That's insane. Like, he is. That's just crazy. So, yeah, yeah so Stranger Things Season 4. So. Yeah, you take the lead in this one because you were big on this one. You were, like, so super hyped for this one. I, I think. For, uh, I know season four had its issues, um, like some of the side, some of the side stories and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't think were that great. Um, like the, I I suck at character names, okay, but um, the pizza guy and Will's brother, uh, their their whole side adventure. I was oh yeah, like, this Man. this the Stoner Bros. Yeah, like Jonathan like, and whatever he is. I don't. I literally don't remember the new guy's name. Yeah. Um, okay, gonna so, mute for end up for now since I haven't watched this yeah, one yeah. yet. No worries. Um, so I think overall, I think this is probably one of my favorite seasons. I think we can all agree that season three was probably the, the worst one. Argyle, that's, that's a space hawk. 
I, I don't know if we can all agree, but I think it's pretty much a consensus that season three was not that great. Yeah, I felt um, like it was that season three was a dip in quality, yeah. personally. I and wasn't a fan of it, so I was worried coming into this season, to be honest. So I feel like season one's here, season two's here, season three's here, and then season four is bam, up here. If not on par, if not better than season one, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, there's a lot of really cool payoffs. You know, you had Eddie as the new character, who I think is an amazing addition to the show. Um, I just really, really, really like this show. It was really cool. I binged the whole thing in like a day and a half, almost. So it was, I mean, I loved it. I yeah. love the show. Yeah, like I, I agree with you. This was definitely top quality. This was like back on like their highest level. I think this probably is probably the best season we've had so far, personally, for Stranger mm-hmm. Things. I thoroughly enjoyed the the setup we've gotten from the last few seasons. I felt like it's been really building up well. Mm-hmm. Season three was definitely a low point. As sad as it is to say that it kind of took that dive. Like it was, I, I didn't come out of it feeling good about the show. I just kind of like ah whatever. Yeah. And even though like all the trailers and everything looked great for this, I was concerned. I was worried, and um, that it was going to be the same. And it was like this was them starting to go downhill. I was I was yeah. really worried we were going to start to get like a heroes thing. And that it was like we talked about last week, kind of like it was going to be like season one's phenomenal, and then it just starts to dip and continues to dip. Mm-hmm. But season four was amazing. There it was. I, it was I awesome. don't get me wrong, like you, there was stuff that was definitely not on par, like Jonathan and Argyle, and the stuff with like um, Westerface's Will and Mike, like their yeah. their side story, like traveling through the desert and all this stuff, and all that. I don't care. I couldn't care less. <laughs> Yeah, like the stuff with like Hopper in Russia, and then trying to get him out of Russia. The stuff with Eleven and delving into her backstory was phenomenal. And then of course, like the best bit was like you know like Steve and Nancy and like all the yeah kind of the team. little road trip, <clears throat> like their whole thing. Like, which can I just say by the way, like I find this phenomenal. Like, I literally found myself at one point like if Steve dies in this moment, and I think you know the moment I mean, like when he gets dragged into the upside down. Oh yeah, I was like. If you kill him here, I am done. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I think everybody said that. But think where his character was. He was hated in season one. He was the crappy boyfriend, and I'm like, literally from season two, you managed to turn this guy around, and he's probably my, if not one of my favorite characters in the show. Yeah. Like, I was kind. Of, the only thing I was gutted was I think his relationship with Dustin was like kind of off because Dustin started hanging out a lot more with Eddie. Which I love that. Which was a really cool relationship. I loved that, but like I, I love the dynamic of Steve and Dustin. But I like the fact that like Eddie kind of became like a friend to him, yeah. whereas like Steve's a bit more like a big brother. Yeah. And I, I love that dynamic with them. And it's like, but like when they, I thought they were going to kill him. Obviously, if you kill him, I am seriously like, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> I, I think for me, I think the last two episodes of season four were two of the best episodes in the entire series, in yeah. my opinion. You know when when Hopper when the Hopper finally gets out of Russia and he freaking goes toe to toe with the Demi Gorgon with freaking Conan's sword, Conan sword, broadsword in hand, taking on the Demi Gorgon, like master of puppets solo in the upside down on top of an RV. Come on! I cannot really? express how amazing that scene was. See when that riff started for Master of Puppets, it's like oh, it's so good. That whole good. thing was awesome. Even um, what's her name? Nancy, Nancy going toe to toe with the sawed-off shotgun with Vecna, sweet too. You know, oh man, I thought there was multiple moments in the last two episodes where I verbally, out loud, was like, "Yes, 
that's what I'm talking about, you know? Like, so, oh, like, be, like so old school Marvel movies that we would go to see in the theaters, you know, that would get you mad hype. It was uh, so good, and like, and, and also, R.I.P. Eddie, man. That sacrifice, yeah, what I like. I'm gutted he died so soon, he could have been a really cool character, but what a way to go. That character, like, he, he owned season four, man. Like, he was phenomenal. So, um, Spacehawk says, the only way I can see the series ending is with Vecna turning Will into a monster and Elf fighting him. Absolutely. That ending yeah. with Will, yeah. that that kind of blew my mind, because I, I always figured there was still, they always kind of hinted there was still something off with Will. But that ending with Will makes you realize they've actually kind of been playing a long game. Like, ever since mm-hmm. he got back from the Upside Down at the end of Season 1, yeah. Will has not been quite himself. And right at the end of Season 4, we see there's still a connection there and yep. Vecna which we're going to get into Vecna Vecna was a phenomenal villain yeah like still has that connection to him and Will that season 5 Will has to die yeah I, I'm calling it now he has to die and yeah Spacehawk I think they're going to play that card like because because they kind of hinted at it before and then they kind of hinted it in a conversation with Will and Mike I think it was in season 2 or 3 mm-hmm. that there might be a bit more there than just the friendship and then they really hammered it home with this one that Will definitely is into Mike mm-hmm. and, and, I'm not going to lie it was kind of heartbreaking the whole thing of like him like almost like stay, taking a step back and not even saying how he feels just helping Mike get L back Yeah, it was a, it was really touching and it was really heartbreaking and I'm like oh don't do that because that means you're going to kill him yeah you're making it you're pulling on the heartstrings to now because it's going to come back in that way in season five i can feel it coming yep you're going to kill him off and it's going to be so heartbreaking yeah um, i think that's a that's a good call i think that's that's probably what's gonna he's definitely going to turn evil to some extent oh yeah like he's going to be i don't know what you call it, upside down whatever happened to vecna like where it just the, the upside down like infected him and took him over i'm like it's going yeah. to be like that yeah I really, I was a really a big fan of what they did with Elle in this in this series. Like, I, I really feel like they gave her a lot more meat to to her story and a lot more stuff to grab onto from an acting standpoint. And I thought she killed it, man. I yeah, the awesome. the backstory for Elle and her playing into that, and then especially like the one on ones with her with Number One, like even before he became Vecna and just like that yeah. setup is, especially as they slowly revealed that story and what actually was happening. The two of them were so good together. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so yeah, I guess talking about Vecna, talk, talk a little bit about Vecna. What, what did you think about that villain? Vecna was phenomenal. Because the thing is, like Vecna was almost like not expected. Because mm-hmm. it very heavily been hinted at, like in previous seasons, the fact that like, the mind flare was like the big bad, and yeah. the fact of like, oh, the mind flare is the one that's going to take over. And like, and even when they defeated it, like there was that whole flip to the upside down. I think it was the end of season two, where we still saw the mind flare there. Like, oh, that's going to come back. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, he's not the big bad. He's just working for another big bad. The actual big bad controlling everything now is freaking Vecna. Mm-hmm. Who like props to the actor? I don't even know his name. The actor that played Vecna, but he was amazing. He was phenomenal whether he was playing number one in the backstory stuff with Elle and seeing what happened how he got trapped in the upside down when she opened the rift how he was converted seeing them play off each other and all the horrible stuff he did like killing everybody at the facility to like even when he became Vecna there was this almost acceptance 
when he got to the upside down of like this is what I meant to do now which is almost kind of more chilling like it wasn't a freak out transformation it was almost yeah. like a an evolution that he was expecting in a sense like it, in the way he played it <clears throat> and then like he was such a menacing villain especially with what's her face Max Mm-hmm. and the oh, stuff yeah, with, the stuff with her the two scenes obviously Dude, the, that... the the running up the hill scene where she escapes and then the scene obviously when they try to like catch him again and try to play him again and like it all starts to go wrong and I'm like those were so freaking tense I'm like Dude, I thought she was dead Max, I thought she was dead Max, when she was in the cemetery <laughs> at her brother's grave and but she was so all good. she got locked in the upside down with the back net too that was I was like dude if they kill her I'm gonna be extremely upset which that is a good was, show. That that means the show has you are you're invested in the you're emotionally invested in the characters. They've done what they needed to do. So I get that. Yeah, like, dude, absolutely. You better not freaking kill Max. You better not. Absolutely. Like, I was invested in her, and I had a feeling she might survive that one because even before I seen it, you'd heard the stuff about running up the hill and all that stuff, and um, because mm-hmm. that was coming out like as soon as the show dropped. Yeah. But see, the second time when she went in and like the house split and stuff like. I was for sure she was dead. Yeah. I did not expect it to be a whole thing, like even though she's blind and stuff and she was brought back and she's obviously been ripped apart by it. Mm-hmm. I I did not expect that. I I thought this is it, she's dead. Which speaking of <clears throat> hashtag rip to the team captain. <laughs> <laughs> rip nothing, he deserved it. He, he, he got he got I don't like he got what was coming to him. He got he was deserved that. <laughs> Dude, uh, I gotta give a special shout out to. Uh, I'm looking up the actor's name real quick. Hold up. Um, oh yeah, for uh, Beckner. No, Jensen. Uh, no. Whoa, yeah, that's the boys. Uh, Brett Gelman as Murray. That. Oh yeah, Murray. Freaking <coughs> dude was awesome. It was awesome. Now that is how you do comedy. Take note. Anybody who's trying to ham-fist comedy into, like, a drama slash action slash whatever, this is how you do comedy. He was perfect for the comic relief in that. He perfect. was... And him with Joyce perfect. and Hopper, like, this weird friendship the three of them have developed. Because like, I love it, it's because it's a love story of, like, Hopper and Joyce, obviously, like, yeah. since season one they've been building them up. But the fact that Murray's just been, like, shoehorned in here... And it, and it works somehow Dude, is like phenomenal one of the best parts is when he keeps talking about <coughs> his karate skills and they're in the plane and he freaking wrecks shop on that dude he wrecks shop he does it and I'm like oh my goodness he actually does have karate skills how did that happen <laughs> he knows what he's doing holy crap I thought he was BS in the whole thing Russian. oh my gosh that that was really cool oh, I did yeah so I, I thought the show was awesome uh, I, I liked it Almost everything about it. Again, there was a couple things where I was like, "eh, that didn't really add anything to the to the plot." In my yeah, opinion. there was a couple of things, and it's like I, I get that some of it was meant to be an ATB like we talked about, like Jonathan Argyle with um with Will and Mike, and it's like it was yeah. it was more of a case of we have to get them from ATB for like when they meet up with L and stuff like that, and yeah, it wasn't necessity, but like okay, yeah, I kind of get it, but like yeah, but the stuff that hit hit good. Yeah. Like this show was phenomenal, and I'm like, I. And they know what they're doing. Like it's freaking two years before we're gonna get season five, the final season. And it's like. The, the speech, between Will, not Will, Mike, and L, I think it was the second to last episode or the last episode, where he's just 
pouring his heart out with her. And he's like, you are my superhero. I'm like, dude, that... Props that to Finn like, Wolfhard. Props to me. Finn Wolfhard because I had been done with Mike for like the last two seasons. Season two, he just started becoming this annoying little jackass. And then season three, like I was so over him. Well, even the beginning of season four, I was like... Beginning of season four, he wasn't really... He wasn't even doing anything. Like, it wasn't even worth hating it at the beginning of season four. He was, like, just there. Yeah. And then, like, that stuff that he did and the way that it played out was, like, okay, yeah. You're, yeah. You've managed to pull me back. Props dude, to Finn Wolfhard, so, man. So good, dude. So good. But, yeah, I, I... I don't know if The Boys or Stranger Things is my favorite show that came out. Um, it's close, man. But I, I think it... I think Stranger Things, for me... I think it might edge out the boys, honestly. Um, I think it might have for me as well, just because of the emotional level of it. I think, I, like, I, I, I ended up, I felt so invested in Stranger Things when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I felt so invested in the journey with these characters, the journey that we've went on. I'm like, I, and don't get me wrong, the boys was phenomenal as well. Oh, We're going to get awesome. into that. That was another, like, but Stranger Things was like, yeah. This this is this has pulled me back in, especially from season three being a low point for me. Like season four pulled me back in to the point of like it's two years until we get season five. It's not coming out till twenty twenty four, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's going to be like it's worth the wait. I don't even know what we're doing, but like to get the payoff for all of this, I will wait two years. Dude, I was gutted when it was over. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> and it left on such a somber no. note as well. Like freaking town has been ripped in half. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is so good, man. Yeah, I, was fantastic I, show. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Season four, you need to watch it. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched it, please check it out. Um, and for everyone who is hanging out with us, what did you think of season four yourself? What did you think of that one? Um, and the other shows that we've talked about as well. Um, That's the mallet. <laughs> you he said he was leaving. <laughs> you let the mallet know. Alright, so let's get into season three of the boys, because this was a very interesting season. A lot felt like it happened in this. I honestly don't remember a lot that happened. Alright, I guess I'm taking lead on the boys then. Yeah, you're going to have to take lead. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it up right now just to kind of refresh my brain. but um. um, So a lot of the kind of major points that we started off on was obviously um, we ended last season very somber. Um, Rebecca Butcher died. So the FBI or the CIA that um, Billy Butcher works for had taken like a son and stuff we had seen um, some shift arounds coming up with the the seven or I don't think there's actually been seven since like episode one but whoever's left in the seven because um, we got rid of what's her face Stormfront who had died or apparently hadn't died had just been severely destroyed Nitro remembers only the, the deep in the octopus thing <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my wife was traumatized by that part. Uh, it's like, which which octopus are we talking about, though? Was it the first one or the second one? Because the first one just is for Timothy, the second one. Uh. <laughs> we won't go there. We're gonna have to. We're gonna be talking about the season. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we're coming to this season. Um. Uh. uh Turn out for ever being printed about. Yeah, that was a hell of a start to episode one. Okay, if there's, like, if, if there's a conversation that's going to get us demonetized, it's this part of the podcast. Um, episode one starts out with a couple of shifts. Um, so 
Huey is now working with what's her face, the senator woman, um, on a whole thing to take oh, down soups. Um, so basically, Billy and the uh, Billy, Billy even and the boys are working for Huey, essentially, um, catching like soups that are doing horrible things. And if you want to set the tone for a show, this is one way to do it, where the termite, who can shrink himself down goes into the back room I love the thing that we gave us some of the Black Noir story yeah we're going to get into Black Noir as well we're going to get into Black Noir and how they changed it from the comics because that was a big change mm. um, but yeah so yeah so we get into with Termite who goes to have some fun times with a, gen- with a gentleman <laughs> in the background enters a certain orifice of the gentleman because he can shrink himself down is apparently arousing the gentleman from that orifice by being inside him and then sneezed and ripped him in half and nothing makes that scene stick more than when you finally see the behind the scenes footage of they literally had like a giant replica end of a you know for him no. to go into and I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> like gosh that scene set the tone for the series <laughs> it really did but yeah so in this season we got a lot of interesting stuff so we got Homelander I want to say Homelander very much going down the kind of right they kind of chose to go right wing nutter with him and I say this not to pick a fight, I say that because like I don't think the boys has ever like not made a point that they're kinda more leftist in viewpoints and like the right wing yeah. stuff is crazy. Um so I'm speaking from that perspective, I'm not taking a shot at any political stance here. But the boys does, so I have to mention it. Okay. <laughs> because if you're watching the boys, that's what you get. Yeah. Um so he very much goes down the the whole like the Donald Trump thing of I can say whatever I want, I can do whatever I want and people will love me. Yeah. Which of course sends him off in one because we get some great bits early on of him being crazy, talking to himself about trying to get through stuff and then it clearly becomes, hey, I can literally do whatever I want. Yeah. Which eventually culminates in the very end episode of him literally murdering someone in the crowd. In front of everyone. And they cheer. Um, So like he's very much on a downward spiral of well, the demo's finally been on for the last three seasons, essentially. Which huge shout out to Anthony Starr, who holds his, basically holds this whole show on his back. He's um, I mean, amazing. See, between him enough. and Carl Urban as Billy Butcher. Oh yeah, Carl Urban. I don't want to forget about him. But. Between the two of them, like the show is just so amazing. Yeah, you invest so much, and um, but yeah, we get the basically the downfall of the seven during this. Mm-hmm. And the changing of it all, because Vought is basically starting to go down. Um, the head of Vought, played by Giancarlo Esposito, because I can't remember his character name, so I'm just going to mention his actual name because he's amazing. Yeah. Because he's playing himself. Like th- this is one of the roles of like why I can't imagine this guy is is like Professor X in the MCU because he does Dan roles Edgar. like Dan Edgar, because he plays roles like this, where he is just an evil sob and he does amazing yeah. at it. Um, he gets ousted thanks to the congresswoman who we'd found out can pop heads he was she was the head popper 
um, working with Homelander because she has a power and she was like the surrogate daughter for him for Giancarlo Esposito its character and basically turned on him to work with Homelander um, this also starts everyone now realising Homelander's in control he's now running Vought um, Huey has to go back to the boys because he learns that the person he's working for is horrible and is evil <laughs> and working with Homelander um, you get Maeve working behind the scenes to give them information to get out of the seven which ends up in a love scene with her and Billy Butcher which was really awkward and really weird out of nowhere I mean you could feel the scene building to it but I'm like, I, I don't even know if you two have interacted before this and I'm like did you just need to get it on like okay it was really uh, it was really weird I mean it was weird but it was out of, I felt like it was out of nowhere it did because it felt really out of nowhere because I think they spent so much time like last in the last season making sure we pushed the fact of like hey Maeve's gay yeah and I'm like and now it's like her and Billy Butcher were just like okay there's like you've literally spent all this time saying she's not even into guys she's into women she's a lesbian and they've not had interactions there's been no build up that could say okay that would explain that no it just happened okay yeah. Yeah. Um, we get what's her face Starlight Annie leaves yep. the seven as well she ends up going off and ends up joining the boys um, and goes on a whole tirade about what actually happens at Vought but the major stories I want the major story of the whole thing is of course the man himself Mr. Jensen Ackles mm as soldier boy a beast a beast phenomenal in this role um, and I love the way that they played the man out of time thing because obviously like soldier boy is meant to be an allegory for Captain America anyway mm -hmm. I love the way they spent they played the allegories of that of him being a man out of time of like he's like the 1950s out of touch with everything he's the racist bigoted like homophobic all these things like it just this, this is not the world for him <laughs> yeah, um, and he is basically it seemed like he'd been killed and actually he hadn't he'd been kidnapped by the Russians and was still alive in Russia um, his whole team payback had turned on him including in that team was Black Noir mm -hmm. um, who were like these were like the, the seven before the seven that was a team before them Yeah, and basically they all ended up like going to a serious like big fight big explosions went off and the Russians took Soldier Boy and Black Noir ended up getting injured getting brain damage that's why he doesn't speak that's why he wears a mask to cover his face because he used to like have his face out and talk a little bit more but um, it didn't go that way this also leads to Black Noir and realising he goes at one point when he finds out Soldier Boy's alive he literally runs at one point and goes back to a childhood place which is kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese-esque place where we find out he sees cartoon characters which might be one of the best so scenes weird. in the entire series of Black Noir getting encouraged by all these cartoon animals that he knows and grew up with um, and they were setting up for him to basically come back and help Homelander take out Soldier Boy mm-hmm which completely caught off guard when he gets killed because Homelander finds out that he knew about Soldier Boy mm. still being alive 
Yeah, I knew something was going to happen when, when it actually happened. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, and not only that, the reveal is made that Soldier Boy is actually um, Homelander's father. And Black Noir knew he didn't tell Homelander, and Homelander kills him for it. That's interesting because that goes completely off of where the boys' comics go. Yeah. Which, okay, mute for a second if you don't want spoilers in the boys' comics, if you're reading it because the show got you into it or whatever. <clears throat> in the comics, Black Noir is a clone of Homelander. Mm, I didn't know that. He is a clone of Homelander, and not only is he a clone of Homelander, he is the one responsible for like, all the horrible things that Homelander did it wasn't a Homelander, like the whole raping of Rebecca Butcher and all that stuff it was Black Noir that did it all and Black Noir reveals himself in a big fight with Homelander and Billy Butcher at the White House and ends up killing Homelander and the last big fight is with this Homelander clone who was designed to replace Homelander if he ever got out of control and he never did so he ends up going mad and that's why he does all this stuff because if you imagine being this nuclear warhead with a brain mm. that's designed for one purpose to kill and replace the Superman figure if he gets out of line but he never does so you're never able to fulfill the one purpose you were told you were created for so he goes crazy to create a situation where he can it's, it's back crap crazy my friend it is absolutely nuts so they're going to completely other direction with this I don't know where it's going to go from there because that's like the big finale to the boys um, but yeah the whole thing with Soldier Boy is he before he makes a deal with Billy Butcher which also as well the whole um, what is it the Compound V stuff that they're taking yeah uh, Billy Butcher and Huey start taking it and start getting powers that's how they mm -hmm. help get Soldier Boy out and um, we get to see Billy Butcher's go full Homelander, like heat, vision, strength. He wipes out freaking uh, well, Soldier Boy sidekick. Even though him and Soldier Boy <laughs> got wrecked the first time that they fought, that fight was amazing. We'll yeah, get to that because uh, Soldier Boy goes and he wants to hunt down Payback. He wants to hunt down his old teammates because they all like, screwed him over. And um, Billy hands over uh, Crimson Countess, who was his girlfriend at the time, um, and he basically tears through her, blows her up. Um, and they make a deal like you help us kill Homelander we'll help you get all the members of Payback mm -hmm. so they help him hunt down the members of Payback uh, which leads to the big massive episode Herogasm mm -hmm. which can we just can I just put it out there as well by the way they built that up way bigger than it was yeah they built that up on social media you won't be able to watch this episode we can't post anything from it literally the Herogasm orgy part of it mm -hmm. which is the whole big thing of what hero gasm is? It's a big superhero orgy. Is like ten fifteen minutes at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Not even at the end. It's like before the end because they end up everybody gets flushed out and it ends up being freaking Soldier Boy and Billy Butcher versus Homelander. Yeah. Um, and then Huey even jumps in at the end. And the three of them almost take him out. And then he flies out of the roof. Yeah. The only reason he gets out is because when um, Soldier Boy like activates his explosive power it turns off other people's powers mm. so Billy and Huey's powers start to dissipate so they can't hold Homelander as strong so he manages to slip out 
Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't get why he got out, but then, yeah, that's, that makes sense. So like, that's the only reason he gets out, and it's such an amazing fight. It's absolutely phenomenal scene. Yeah. Um, you also have the whole stuff going on as well with Soldier Boy. The fact of um, Mother's Milk is, uh, whose father was killed. His family was killed because of Soldier Boy doing heroics. Um, and his father like spent his life hunting after him, and like he Mother's Milk is basically encouraged to do the same to go after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool moments because you see him like going after that stuff and you see him like you know like trying to deal with the fact of being a parent and dealing with this stuff and then you see him and then the great moment kind of at the end of it of him actually talking to his daughter about his about her grandfather about his dad and about how they got there and about how everything played out and some really cool character moments for him as well yeah I really like the dynamic that they had between Mother's Milk and um butcher like i thought that was a cool twist on the dynamic that they had had it's a really um, cool one because like it changes up the whole thing like he's, he doesn't just like blindly follow butcher it's like no he's he's got his own mission his own like thought process behind it yeah and then when butcher starts taking the compound v that just adds another dynamic to it well that's yeah. the dynamic i'm being a soup and then it's a case of so you're allowed to do whatever it takes to go after mm-hmm. homelander but i'm not allowed to do that to go after soldier boy when we've both got the same vendetta um, and of course that ends up in the big massive fight at the end at Vought Tower where phenomenal twist because you get the whole thing of like M Soldier Boy calling Homelander to say that he's his father and yep. he finds out and it's, it looks like it's going to be this big moment of them taking on everyone Yeah. Um, and he calls him he comes up to him and calls him a very not not nice <laughs> name that I'm not going to repeat (laughs) Um, and it ends up in this massive fight with him because he tries to convince him you could be a family because he's went and got his son at this point Mm -hmm. Um, after the whole thing of Billy Butcher blowing up at him Mm -hmm. and blowing up at Homelander and Rebecca's kid I can't remember the kid's name Um, but he blows up at him so Homelander comes to get him and he goes willingly and it's this whole thing of family and then when the kid gets in trouble Billy stop soldier boy mm-hmm. and you get this really great turn of events of homelander and billy butcher teaming up to take on soldier boy Dude, i did not see that that which i did not see that happening was such a cool visual that was totally out of nowhere that i did yeah. not expect it was so well done um and then of course it ends with like um soldier boy goes to do his massive explosion mave takes him out the window looks like she's killed but she actually survives and the boys take her and allow her to go off and live her life like the woman that runs Vought and stuff that's actually basically working for Homelander at this point and tells him to scrub the tapes because you know we don't want Homelander to know she's still alive we're just going to yeah. move on from this and just yeah. so she goes to live her life Starlight after selling out everyone at Herogasm when Mother Milk records her in a live video she tells her name and tell, starts to tell the truth of what basically joins the boys full time yeah. to help them because there's still goings on because the senator woman now takes a higher position mm-hmm. um, and stuff so that's still going on um, we have some other stuff going on as well which we don't which are kind of more side stories as well we get um, Freaky Wiss's face A-Train oh um, yeah and the whole stuff about like that him trying to represent Africa and it's like what are you doing man like wearing the more African coloured like outfit and stuff it's 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 really cool like um 
it's a really cool way to show like the commercialization of, of superheroes and how that would how that would exist in real life though I, it's cool because be a very real thing if superheroes well yeah because they play thing. that up in the comics because like when you get into the comics and you start to find out about the teams like most of these people like there's their origin stories are bullcrap yeah like they're given costumes and given names by the company and told that this is your backstory now and mm-hmm. like it doesn't even matter if you are it's like there was I think one of them's like the guy who's meant to be their connection to like the gay su- the gay community yeah. and like the head of the gay superheroes isn't even gay mm-hmm. like he's just packaged that way because like we need someone to connect with that audience so we can get that demographic like it's all business yeah so when A-Train tries to go off the cuff and go against the business it's like no so you're going to get your caution back on you're going to do your thing and then of course there's the whole thing of the I don't mind his name the hero but the racist yeah, dude yeah I was thinking <clears> when I was trying to find his name and um, like some racist superheroes brought in to speak to the, the members of the black community and he gives one of those speeches where it's kind of like I'm sorry you're offended yeah. by what I'm doing I'm sorry that the facts say that more black people commit crimes than white people and it's like oh no and then it ends up like um, Adrian's brother gets injured and Atrian's brother ends up like throwing Atrian out of his house and stuff like that like he doesn't want anything to do with him which ends up in a really kind of cool moment of a hero-gasm like he's there and Atrian shows up and grabs him and like runs and drags him across the asphalt and that kills really him cool. <clears throat> and of Blue course Hawk. he's got Blue Hawk that's it and he kills Blue Hawk dragging him across the concrete only for it to then like his heart to give in because he had a heart condition and the company still wins because they're like they bring him back okay your heart's been fixed and it's like how it's like we gave you Blue Hawk's heart yeah so this racist dude that injured your brother has now got his heart beating in your chest yeah and it's like get your costume back on and get back to work and it's like and him also selling out to basically be a lapdog for Homelander him and the deep both like are the last two standing of the seven that are willing to basically yes sir to Homelander yeah yeah, then we also get the Deep's whole coming back to the Seven. Dude, speaking of the Deep, like, they make him just the most despicable person ever. How has he became one of the most despicable yet <laughs> entertaining characters on the show? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I love whenever he's on screen, but I also hate him at the same time. Like, he's yeah. just... He's one of the most entertaining... Props to the actor. Like, he does an amazing job as a Deep. Um... Like even like the return, like I love the fact it's became a meme. Like the whole like when he returns to the seven, the whole turn the head thing, and walk up to be home. Like, I love the fact that's became a meme for like yes. so many things. It's like it's so good. I don't remember what his name is. I don't know. But his whole yeah. thing is like when he comes back, and um, we get that we obviously get the infamous scene, like because we get the whole scene of like his his wife that he got through the church from last season is basically like writing all his stuff and all that and basically using him to get ahead and get to the top of the thing mm-hmm. um, and they finally do that and they end up in a kind of f- fight about it or even before that sorry to get back in with the seven they sit down for dinner and with Homelander and the head chick and <clears throat> he brings out seafood which of course he can hear the thoughts of animals so he's a bit disgusted with that and then they bring him a a very special delicacy justice for timothy hashtag (laughs) you know (laughs) i love the fist timothy the octopus who he was friends with is put on a plate in front of him and he's told to eat timothy he has to eat timothy whole alive 
Yeah. See when he bites into him and all that ink squirts out. It's like, oh, well, he, I, he puts him in his mouth and he goes, he's praying, he's praying. <laughs> and he bites down. It's like... It's actually kind of horrific to Emotionally, watch. like, emotionally impactful. A dude eating octopus, but like it's it was it was pretty intense. It was like oh, it was just intense. And then of course he, they kind of hinted at him being sexually interested in the octopus, which leads into hedogasm, where he actually is having sex with an octopus. Yeah, which then leads to him asking his wife if she wants a threesome with the octopus, <laughs> which like. Which is too much for her. She's like, okay, yeah. of all the stuff I've put up with, I'm out. Good luck dealing yeah. with this stuff yourself. I'm done. I'm done. That was that was the final straw for her. So we end up with the Deep and A-Train both back in the seven as lackeys for Homelander during it. And he's just manhandling them throughout the season. Mm. Just insulting them and not oh. necessarily Black Noir so much, but man, he gives the deep a run for his. Well, mind. yeah, the Black Noir's kind of like just a silent when it kind of goes on with stuff. But like, you feel like he could hold his own, but it was just that final straw that turned him on him. Mm-hmm. But the other two are absolute just cowards and pushovers. Yeah. Are so scared to stand up to him. But yeah, so what were your thoughts then on season three of the boys? I think one of the reasons that Stranger Things edged out, um, I almost called the Lost Boys. Uh, the that's boys a, for me that's something totally different <laughs> the boys for me is because I feel like I feel like the boys I love the boys and it's number two for me of all the shows that we talked about but it's just it's it's a lot it's it's really really intense and it's super super dark and the levity that they bring into the show just amplifies that darkness in my or not darkness it's not the word I'm looking for it's just it's just really intense Whereas I feel like Stranger Things does a really good job of balancing stuff out. Like you have humor, you have action, you have drama, you have horror. And it kind of undulates throughout all those. With the boys, from the get-go, from episode one of season three to the very last episode, it is going like 150 miles an hour. Yeah, the boys has got no qualms about like this is what the show's about. If yeah. you're if you're watching at season three at this point, like you know what you're getting into. And I, I get that. I don't. I mean, I loved the show. I thought it was awesome. It, parts of it were hilarious. It's just, it was really intense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very intense. It's very, very intense for it. But I still, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm really yeah. intrigued to see where season four goes. Yeah. Like I said, like they've killed off Black Noir, so it looks like they're not going to go down the comic book road for him. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention the fact it was another dude, a black dude under the mask, and it wasn't um, a clone of Homelander. So it's like very yeah. much they're going a different direction with that. Um, but also we end this season of like we talked about Homelander coming out to his people his crowd and the guy basically you know I think it was like where's your Nazi such and such and and he kills the guy outright Mm -hmm. and the crowd cheers and not only that he's also got his son by his side and that's also a meme (coughs) (laughs) alright when Christopher Nolan gets to use an actual nuclear bomb in Oppenheimer alright yeah (laughs) Exactly, and it's like, it was such an amazing ending to the show because basically, Vought's basically fallen to a certain extent. Like, it's definitely yeah. not the strength in the powerhouse is what it was um, at this point. But Homelander is stronger and more popular than ever. Mm-hmm. And he's also now got his mini me with him as well. He's got his son who is just as powerful as him yeah. at his side, learning from him because the whole blow up with Billy Butcher earlier in the season just. 
set the kid off of ever wanting to be with him. The one yep. other person he kind of like liked being around, so he's now one hundred percent behind his dad. Mm-hmm. So you've now got the two of them setting up as big bads going forward. So it's going to be very intriguing. Well, yeah, and then you also have the the lasting effect of the compound V, which deteriorates your brain apparently. So you got you got that happening. I can't remember if that was ever addressed at the end of the show with, with Billy and Huey. I don't think it was totally addressed because like. I think it's going to be a fact. Oh, it was. Oh, was yeah, it not? Yeah, Butcher. Because Butcher's like dying. Yeah, they were like, you got That's like, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, because like, because Huey stops taking it after the hero gasm session. He's a talk with Starlight and he stops taking it. So in the big final fight, he does what he does. He does behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. to try and help them. He doesn't take it. Whereas like Butcher takes Compound B again. And this time it's like he's told basically you're you're going to die. I think it's like a few months. Yeah. You got a few months left to live. So he's coming into it, which of course he's not told the boys about, so it's like he's coming in when it's like he's probably not making it out alive. Yeah. Which so he's got nothing to lose. But I was gonna Billy say Butcher that for, for a Billy Butcher with nothing to lose, yeah. that is terrifying. Yeah. Because he is a terrifying individual at the best of times. And I'd like to point out as well, like in the show so far, compared to the comic, he's pretty tame. Mm. In the comic he's even more vicious, so I can only imagine what we're about to see from this version of Billy. Yeah. One last ditch attempt to take out Homelander and take out the Congresswoman. But yeah. He's he, we're gonna see a whole new level of him, I think, personally. Yeah. But yeah, the show is just one hundred percent is probably the best superhero show and comic book show like out there right now. One hundred percent. Like, I mean I think we were talking about that like that's the thing of why we have such a thing with like all the Marvel stuff going on is for Marvel they're putting out shows that are just feel very meh is like but you've got shows like The Boys and Stranger mm-hmm. Things happening at the exact same time and I'm like yeah, you've got competition for viewing yeah and it's like and it's in so much better level it's like it's yeah. crazy yeah yeah I mean there's there's really no excuse and even like even a show that came out like a year or two ago like Invincible which is amazing you know, still waiting for season awesome two of too. that. Still kind of waiting for When is that coming that. out? You know, I don't think we've got a release date for it yet, but it better be soon. That was that and the boys on Prime was like okay. Prime just became the place for superheroes with those two shows. Yeah, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. All right, so ranking then out of the four shows, we won't count I Am Group because it's a bunch of shorts and you've not seen it anyway. <laughs> um, but out of the four, what's your ranking then? One to so four. My, mine would be. Stranger Things, uh, Boys is a close second. Um, Obi Wan and then Miss Marvel probably. Mm. I, I would I probably I probably would put them in that order. But you know I think for me Obi Wan and Miss Marvel are close. Yeah, I would so probably I guess depending on the day. I would probably swap the last two. I think for me it's definitely Stranger Things definitely is the top one. Boys very close second. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, if I was in a different mood, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, the boys could probably be the top show easily." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Marvel is a third. I thought it was a solid show overall for what it was. Obi Wan, I felt like it just it faltered for me because, um, it wasn't about Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. At least with Miss Marvel, I got Miss Marvel. With Obi Wan, I got a story about third sister who I don't care about. Mm-hmm. So it was it was the biggest letdown for me. Yeah. Um, I get that. With that, like, don't get me wrong, the bits that were good in it, like I said, like the stuff with Obi Wan and Vader and stuff, were good. 
And we didn't even talk about the the scene where Vader basically rips the side off of a spaceship when mid-flight. Mm-hmm. Dude. That was so sweet. But that's it. The stuff that got good was so good. Yeah. But, like, and that's that's my problem is, like, a big company like Disney with properties that are as recognizable now as Marvel and Star Wars shouldn't be the bottom tier of this list of shows. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, Mal, next season in Boys Damage Control. Huh. <laughs> the crossover we've all been waiting for. But yeah, it's like I, overall, I think we've gotten some pretty good shows this summer. Yeah, we. I mean, this this year is just it's been a banger for shows, for comic book shows and just the pop culture shows in general. There's been it's some been really awesome. awesome stuff out there. Don't get me wrong, some stuff didn't live up to par, but the fact that we're even getting them is kind of amazing in itself. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, absolutely, I've loved it, man. Like the boys and Stranger Things definitely like won it for me. They were definitely the the absolute best for it. Um, I absolutely adored those this year um, and I think they're probably going to end up being the top shows of the year for me I don't know of anything else coming out that I can look at and go that's that's going to beat it for me yeah I don't I don't know of any other shows that are actually coming out right I mean, apart from, I mean apart from She-Hulk of course because that's going to be the top oh, show yeah, for that's everyone right. that's going to be the top show for everyone sure and of course Ironheart as well which will be coming out soon and mm. That's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's probably the top, top of my list. Yeah, that was believable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone for kind of hanging out with us to chat about the shows. Let us know what you thought about the the shows we talked about today for over the summer. Um, you can either let us know in the chat here while we're closing out or hit us up on social media and on Discord um, where you can get some good... Com- uh, oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas specials coming out as well. Yay. With Chewbacca's family. <laughs> but please hit us up on our social media and join us on our Discord as well to keep the conversation going over there. And we're on our Discord pretty much on a daily basis chatting about something or another. Um, and of course, as we said at the start as well, if you're not following our different YouTube channels, please go ahead and subscribe to them. Help support them and get the numbers up on the newer channels. We would greatly appreciate it. And um, to catch up with all the content, the main channel we were on is going to be specifically for the podcast. But there is now a gaming channel, Art of the Hero, which does have uh, most of the older Art of the Hero episodes up there. To check out, the rest of them should be out by the end of the week. And then the newest episode that just happened on Thursday drops the following week. We tried to push it so there's an episode ahead on YouTube. I can get you back as Ads, I felt like great passion in your voice typing that there. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know why, I just did. I just I felt it coming through. Um, so please go ahead and throw, um, follow them and support. Please also remember as well, join us on September 1st when that's coming out, when we do our first ever D&D stream. That'd be sweet. Um, let me throw it up again for anyone that may have missed it. Mostly because I need to remember the name of the thing myself. Uh, the Keep on the Borderlands, the storyline we're going to be doing, it has been um, updated. At least I'm assuming Tom Levine's updated it. If not, it's going to be a very interesting session. Um, but I'm assuming he's updated it for 5e. And Tom Levine, novelist and comic book writer, is going to be our DM for that session. He's become a good friend of the channel and offered, so we took advantage. And look at those amazing four people that will be your PCs for the first session. I mean, they're all pretty good looking, but I mean, the one in the middle and the right is definitely the best looking I'd say 
I mean, look want. at this. Look at the shorts on the one in the top left. I mean, that's all you gotta say. Shorts and the Fu Manchu. Shorts and Fu Manchu yeah. with a, a Japan flag. So I've had that. It's one like bandana. <laughs> the bandana that has the Japanese flag and sunburst with Japanese characters. I've literally had it ever since I was a kid. I still have it. I have nowhere idea where I got it. I think I got it when it when uh, Karate Kid the first one came out. Ah, uh, okay, of yeah. Of course, yeah. So um, that's that's what that is. But please join us on September 1st. I believe it's going to be at 8.30 that night as we do our first D&D session. We are very hyped and excited for it. I'm looking forward to doing some D&D stuff on the channel for a little while now. Uh, as of this upcoming week, please join us on uh, tomorrow evening as Jay will be back continuing her playthrough of Stray on the channel. Chances are it's going to be the ending of it. It's not a massively long game, so she's probably going to be finishing it out tomorrow night. Uh, join me Tuesday at 8.30 as well as we play through Horizon Zero Dawn. I will probably be finishing that, if not this week, in the next couple of weeks. Um, as... Sweep the leg. <laughs> I just saw that in chat there. That just threw me for a second. Yeah. Um, I'll probably be completing Horizon Zero Dawn's main story in the next couple of weeks. I don't think I've got that much left to go of it. Um, and then, are you going to be back on Thursday night? Yeah, I'll probably be back on Thursday night. I'm leaving for the beach this Saturday. Uh, i got some family coming in on Friday. Um, but I, I should be... I should be doing it on Thursday night. I'll be working on some D and D drawing stuff. Nice. So, possibly a dwarf. I'm going to say you've only, I've only been working on a, a dwarf for a little while now. I've only been waiting for my dwarf for like about a month. You know, just yeah. say, just saying. I mean, you know, I'm just saying he's drawn three. You were going to rush me, but uh, you know, whatever. I'm just saying he's drawn three <laughs> druids. Hey, that's my character. Yeah, you've changed species of three times in the amount of time. Hey, I was just, you know, I was just shopping, shopping. Right Day one, choose a dwarf barbarian. <laughs> Still waiting on my dwarf. All right, all right. <laughs> gonna keep pounding you. I know you are. I want my dwarf. Hey, I live with my wife, so I gotta draw hers too. So that's true. I was here first, just saying. I don't live with you. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I mean, we got a spare room, so what are you gonna do? Be living under your stairs or in the closet or something, you just sneak out every so often now. Pay no attention to the big burly Scottish men under the stairs. <laughs> but yeah, please come and join us for those. Um, we are not going to be here next week, um, because next this weekend, as Nature said, he is away at the beach, and this weekend, this um, coming Friday, the nineteenth, is my birthday, and then this Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday is going to be my anniversary with Jay. So I've got a busy weekend planned, so we are not going to be here. We're not going to be doing the show or anything like that. But we'll be back again the following week. In two weeks, though, we will be back with the podcast. And it has been, it's felt like ages since we've done one. So much has happened the last few months. But we are back with the Indie Comic Book Club in two weeks' time. We're going to be checking out Undiscovered Country from two phenomenal writers, um, Scott Snyder and Charles Snow. Um, so please come along and join us for that I've absolutely loved this story I'm really excited to introduce this one to Nitro um, so please come along and join us for that, you can go pick it up at your local comic store, pick it up on Amazon or um, digitally as well um, and read it so you can join in the conversation and hear us talking about what we thought of it um, that includes you too Nitro okay, I know I gotta buy it <laughs> dude I've read so, so many comics though in the past month, it's it's crazy. I've literally like got him on this. Not small ones. I've literally got him in this indie kick now, where he's like literally hunting for indie comics to read now, and I'm like, I think I might have created a monster. <laughs> God Country, God Snyder. Oh no. yeah, that's eh, no Donny Cates. Donny Cates, that's right. Yeah, God Country's definitely on the list. Probably some point next yeah. year we're going to do God Country. 
Um, another phenomenal story. But yeah, but I think that's pretty much it for this week. Um, let me quickly have a little look on Twitch and see who's on there. We can go and drop a raid on someone. If it ever loads. Come on, there we go. That really was taking a long time to load there. It was like, no, you're going to stay alive. You don't, you dare go away. Hold uh, on, just opening it up to see who's actually on at this time. Ooh, we'll see the Sand Panther. We've not raided him in a bit. Oh, Chunk the Hut is actually on. Let's go and raid Chunk the Hut. I wonder where he was. I thought he was pretty quiet in chat the day. It's because he's streaming. Yeah. Alright, we're going to go and raid our good friend. He's at the channel Chunk the Hut. Guys, all of you have an absolutely amazing week. We'll see you back here tomorrow night for more Stray. And remember, it's a good week to be a geek. See you all there. Adios. Oh. 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 Oh.